Palace Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, American Song Contest, we talk to our buddies, Judd Hughes, Coke Bite. It's a new flavor of Coca-Cola. We're going to test it out. Plus snakes, the Burger King lawsuit, and so much more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and some stars. Follow us on Facebook. Just look for The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon. And on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. And if you'd like to leave us a message, that number is 605-389-3456. Bounce from the Roadhouse! It's time for an update on our health adventure that we're doing through Monument Health Sports Performance Institute powered by Exos. Yeah, I'm excited. How are you doing? I love the place. How are you feeling? I just, uh, Friday, Saturday, started feeling better. Because mind you, like when we started this thing, my, my lower back started hurting unrelated to going up to the Sports Performance Institute. So it had nothing to do with that. But I so it's been kind of hard for me to even put on socks and underwear. And then I was sore from working out, too. And so I just finally started feeling better, you know, like mobility-wise. I even ran at my son's baseball game the other day. Not very far. Maybe running is. But I ran over to coach first, right? So I run over to coach first, and I'm like, hey, that felt better than than days before running. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it's working. I'm starting to feel better. My muscles are, like, starting to be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. And so I – I can't wait to see what a month brings. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all a two weeks in, so can't wait. Yeah, I tried the kettlebell class over the weekend. Huh? Oh, my. Is it a good I, one? I could barely get dressed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's a good sore. That's the thing is it's like they're sore where you're, like, uncomfortable, but it's a good feeling to get these muscles going again. I'm already feeling stronger. Like yeah. When I go back and I do the next class, I'm like, okay, I feel stronger. But the one thing that really bums me out is that I can't do a quad stretch. Like I go to put my leg up and I can't get it because I'm too puffy. <laughs> too puffy. So Okay. So that's kind of a bummer. So yeah. my goal right now is to be able to do a quad stretch. I yeah. think I'm just so swollen still. Yeah. I'm waiting for that whoosh moment where where all the water comes off your body. Yeah. My yeah. body's like holding on to it for some reason. Yeah. I was having that that, that first week, and I, like I said, I feel like this weekend I kind of rounded a corner. Possibly, I don't know. Maybe it just happens happened to be. You know, I just felt better, but it just I feel like I'm starting to round that corner. But I I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to step today. up my cardio this week. Yeah. I'm going to try to hit a spin class. Yeah, and uh, yeah, keep doing the exos classes because those are amazing. Because I feel I felt strong. After just a couple of those classes, yeah, it's they, just great. They really do, and they and they target the entire body. I also kind of like how it is because it's not like, hey, let's just go lift weights together. As a, no, it's like let's do these to me different or weird workouts and weird shapes. But when I'm done, I'm like I feel as a whole stronger. Not mm-hmm. just oh my biceps are better, yeah. or my chest is stronger, but like as a whole, my body, the core, my quads, everything just feels better. Yeah, and they make it fun. Like everybody in the class, oh, yeah. we're all. All there together same goals so i love the people that are that are that i'm surrounded by and what's really neat is you get the weights in and at the end of the class you usually do cardio together too yeah you just bust out that hit and you're done yeah and you're like burning extra calories all throughout the rest of the day well i don't know about you amy but i think that the facility is so beautiful and nice at first it's a little bit intimidating but it's also kind of like inspiring like you're like whoa 
I'm in here working out where the Marshalls work out. The Marshall yeah, football team works out. You know, I'm in here where an and Olympian nice works too. out. Yeah, they're super cool. So it's like I'm that. That's where I'm at. Like I, it's inspiring to be like, hey, I'm I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be an athlete. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get back into shape here. This re- is awesome. It really does motivate you. You it guys does. should come work out with us. We're having a blast, and you can come through this health journey with us. The more, the merrier. And speaking of that, be listening because you could have a chance to try it out for a couple of weeks on us. Yep, a free 14 day trial. It's an amazing world of food recalls. Can we really trust anything we eat anymore? No, everything in life is a risk and an adventure, if you yes. will. Yeah, like you said earlier, it is a gamble. It is when a gamble. When you put something in your mouth, it's a, it's a gamble. Hey, this might kill me and it might make me healthier too. <laughs> I don't know. If you didn't grow it and can it and eat it, you might be in trouble. Even then, I know my gardening skills. I wouldn't trust my food at all. <laughs> well, don't trust your skippy foods right now. They're recalling 161,692 pounds, to be exact, of peanut butter. That's about what I put away in a year of peanut butter, so <laughs> it might be in risk. Well, you know what? They're saying some of it may be infected with small fragments of steel (laughs) from their equipment. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. What happens if you consume too much? And what if somebody's depressed? They get out the big jar of peanut butter and they eat that whole thing with some Hershey's. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you make your kid a sandwich and then they go to school and they can't pass through the metal detector with their lunch bag, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. It's just because there's metal what fragments. What your kids go to? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, none of ours have that. But I'm saying, you know, some schools have it. They wand them. Oh, what do you got in your sandwich, Johnny? You know? What are you talking about? It's my mom's peanut butter sandwich. You know? <laughs> I make my son a peanut butter sandwich every day for his lunch. There That's all he wants. I'm so glad it's not Skippy. Yeah. But I think it's like the generic Walmart brand. Oh, yeah. You got the Equate. Yeah. Equate peanut butter. There's no metal fragments in that one. Yeah. Have a good day at school, little Johnny. And they leave with their little lunch. <laughs> sure never never to be found again. This sandwich feels thicker and heavier than it used to. Why is there a line at the emergency room today? <laughs> kids, at, kids at school eating a sandwich. I thought mommy used smooth peanut butter. Why is it so crunchy? We've been waiting for this moment. Our buddies, Judd Hoos performing tonight on NBC's American Song Contest. And we have them on the phone right now. Who's all on the phone right now? Uh, all of us. Oh, yeah. we, there's everybody. Shane, Chase, Tyler, Andy, Keith, and... Uh, hello. Hey, boys! What's up, dudes? How you guys doing? Great, we're excited for you. Thank you, we're, we're super pumped. Thank you. Where are you guys, like... Tell us, like, how was the trip there? What have you been doing? Well, some of the boys just got out of makeup, so they're looking, <laughs> they're looking pretty fresh right now. Makeup? <laughs> it was a wild uh, trip here because we played in Williston, North Dakota on Saturday night, and then we basically went to the hotel for like an hour and then went to the airport and flew out at like 4 a.m. Or we had to be at the airport at 4 a.m. So we landed in L.A. at like 9 a.m., and with no sleep and uh you know we found a found a place to get some beer a little watering hole (laughs) (laughs) and uh took some naps and you know we've we've had a not not a crazy schedule but we've had enough time to uh sit by the pool a little bit and uh also do some hoose juice happy hour um the last couple nights it's been awesome to be able to kind of connect with all the other artists out here as well who all have you met Everybody. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> everyone on our show. Sure. All right. Uh, Ryan Charles, 
Cruz Rock, North Dakota, Chloe, Chelsea, Ally from Florida, um, Brooke from New Jersey, Jesse from uh, South Carolina. Carolina. I would, I would describe it as like an ultimate band camp where (laughs) you're staying in a hotel with a bunch of just amazing other talented people, kind of like the Olympics uh, for musicians. Cool. It's a, it's very humbling experience. That's for sure. Have you met Jewel? We are about to. <laughs> we don't know. We might not be allowed. Yeah, we don't. we'll find out. Oh, that would be awesome. I was just yeah. watching your guys' video on the purple carpet dancing around. I didn't know Shane could dance so good. <laughs> I know, right? Looks like looks like the sun's treating you guys well too. Uh the sun did come out today in South Dakota, just so you know. Yay. <laughs> It's a balmy 50 degrees, I think, after some snow yesterday. I got to tell you, we missed we miss the snow down there. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> dang sunny and warm here. It's being cold. The I ocean see. breeze. We found out that um, Chase on the base runs really hot. Um, yeah. So he needs, like, a personal, like, person behind him with a fan. Kind of fanning it down all the time. All the yeah, time. he's got a crew. He's, like, like, really high. He started speaking yeah. in a British accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a fan. He's over overheating. Yeah, I don't. Talk some third person a lot. Chase is not happy. Chase needs a fan. Chase is getting upset. Chase needs his own fan club, then, huh? Nice. Right. Exactly. We're gonna take a little break right now, and then we're gonna come back and ask him some more questions. We're with Judd Hughes. They're gonna be on the stage tonight. America Song Contest on NBC. We're currently on the phone with our very own local band, Judd Hoos. He's going to be performing tonight on America's Song Contest on NBC. What can you share with us as far as details about that? It's going to be like a Judd Hoos show times a thousand. Just bigger lights, bigger sounds, bigger energy. It's going to be awesome. We we just walked on a... We're uh, just right by the soundstage right now. We walked through the back of it, and it just looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's an epic stage. Yeah. Do you get do you get a little butterflies when you're thinking about walking out on that? That's a dream come true to play on a stage like that with that level of production. Where's the butterfly level? When we walked by it, we walked by it. I felt it. It it pumps me up for sure. I mean, yeah, it's not in a nervous way. Like no, just kind of like yeah, let's do this kind of way. Yeah, like finally, there's the stage. Like sweet go. Thank you so much for posting all the videos and stuff on your Facebook and your TikTok. That's been really fun to watch. That way we're like there with you a little bit. Exactly. We, yeah, want, we're we want everyone to feel part of this journey with us because um, we're, like we said, we're so excited to represent South Dakota and we want you guys to to see what we're up to and, and be as part of this experience as we can. Yeah, we're definitely feeling everybody's support from back home you know it's our social media is just getting populated with incredibly kind comments and we're super grateful for that anything else you want to share to the fans here in the 605 like what they need to do obviously we know you got to vote on tiktok we've got to get onto the website and vote you got to get up to those 30 votes per person anything else absolutely i mean we we're going to make it easy we'll put a link so that people can go to our website and just click directly on that and it'll take you to all the voting platforms so they can just head over to judhoos.com and, and you should be able to find it. Otherwise you can vote on the NBC app yeah. NBC.com or TikTok. Well, when can we start voting for you now? <laughs> uh, not till we play. 
but you can you can pre-save the song that we're going to perform. Uh, you can pre-save that uh, right now. Just go. It's posted all over. It's on our bio and Instagram. It's all over our Facebook post. It's on our website. So yeah, go go pre-save the single and listen to it on Spotify as oh. soon as it drops. Yeah, definitely, I'll do that. Makes us look cooler, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you're superstars, and we know you need to go. But thank you so much for uh, well, squeezing we us guys. in. Thank you. <laughs> We're Judd Hoos, and we love South Dakota. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> go make a snow angel for us now. <laughs> All right, I will. All right, well, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah, I love you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Good luck. Kill it like we know you will. Right. Thank you, guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs> I don't remember when I started liking coffee, but I think it was probably like I don't know. When did they start doing like the fancy foo foo coffees? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like don't. The know. mocha chocolatas. Yeah, I'm not sure. Would that have been like the early two thousands? Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a coffee. No um, kidding. My gosh. But that's what I'm guessing. But I don't really know. What do you always order when you go to a coffee shop? When I go to a coffee shop or something like that, it's it's something foo foo. Oftentimes, I don't know what I'm ordering. But it's like a mocha something. Yeah. You know, how, how many shots can I get? I'll take that. Mm-hmm. And then. I always get, they know me at Black Hills Blend. Yeah. I don't even have to order. I pull nope. up and they're like, gotcha. You know, I always get nope. the 24 ounce hot white mocha extra shot every oh, time. Yeah. No matter where I go, that's With what I order. With or without whipped cream? No whip. No whip. No whip. Don't need any whip. And if I'm healthy, you know, I'll have to get sugar free. Yeah. It's fine. Well, and you don't want the whip because then you'll have to nay nay. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you. But if you're at work, you drink black coffee. Yeah, I just, honestly, a good old truck stop black coffee, Folgers, Maxwell House, I don't care, doesn't matter. See, I turned my nose up to to regular coffee. Really? I can't, no, I'm not going to drink regular coffee. Anymore, it's like whether it be diet or it just be whatever. I I can't, I can't create the nice coffee like you see at the, the, when you order the mocha. So I'm good with just black coffee. I mean, obviously, a good mocha or whatever is really good. It's like a dessert, so it's hard to turn down, but black coffee's good. Well, these are kind of fun. They're not necessarily true, but they say that what you order for your coffee says a lot about you. Yeah. Uh, black coffee, you're focused, determined, and self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Brandon. There I am. That's what you are at work. Uh, a latte. <laughs> you're a latte. <laughs> <laughs> you like to keep things simple. You're not that adventurous. Oh, so latte people mm. are boring. I've had some lattes in my day. <laughs> Cappuccinos, you're probably more fun than a latte drinker. Because, you, know? <laughs> you know, cappuccinos are a little bit sweeter. Right? When I think of cappuccinos, I think of Beavis and Butthead. But yeah. <laughs> you do? Uh, yeah. Espresso is the fourth one. You're adventurous. You're powerful. Oh, yeah. That's great. You're not afraid to cut to the chase and tell people what you want. Probably because you're hopped up on caffeine. Yep. Now, here we are, Brandon. Okay. Here's the mocha. Uh-oh. You're extroverted. Yep. Outgoing. Yep. And maybe a loud person. Yep. There's a good chance you're the life of the party. Um, yeah. Hmm. Wow, that's us to the Weird. T. Wow. That's crazy. I like it. We'll take a double mocha loco chanta. <laughs> and then there's the final one, the iced coffee people. Oh. These are people that just want to cool down. Yeah. <laughs> These are people that, you know, they're they're kind of a misfit. Yeah. And they like to go against the grain. And they just want to cool down. It's like iced coffee. Middle of January, and they're getting iced coffee. Yeah, I'm going to play a little recording for you. What kind of coffee person do you think this is? Okay. I have a soy cappuccino for Jada. Keep my wife's name 
out your so do you think maybe that was an iced coffee? Uh, yeah. That's definitely an iced coffee. Chill out, bro. I remember the first time I saw Jim Carrey. Yeah. It was that show In Living Color. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that show? Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, let me show you something. Wait, let's just say, if <laughs> something happened to have a bomb at your work, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that Man, was that hilarious. was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. And unfortunately, fortunately, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And then uh, he came out with his first movie, Ace Ventura. Was that the first one? First I, big know, one, at least? I don't know if it was his first one. I know he was in a lot of movies before that, but his first big one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yep. Turns out, old boy wants to retire. I'm retiring probably i'm being fairly serious yeah yeah really it depends if the angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink that it's going to be really important for people to see i might continue down the road but i'm taking a break i really like my quiet life and i really love putting paint on canvas and i really love my spiritual life and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists i have enough i've done enough I am enough. You are enough, Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. I mean, think about all his movies. Me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> that movie was hilarious. Liar, was liar. Funny. I mean, obviously, we talked about the Pet Detective movies. You've got Dumb and Dumber, duh. That's probably my favorite, Dumb and Dumber. It's really hard to be Dumb and Dumber. One thing I thought about Jim Carrey is like, he plays, he's a funny guy, he plays himself, he does a really good job, but he can play a serious role too. Not as good though. I, I think it is. I, I don't think, like, it. like even a good, a good for instance is Bruce Almighty, right? Bruce Almighty, when he's in that movie, he's goofy, he's funny, but he's got points where he's serious and it, he can, he can kind of reel you in where you're like, oh, like that, oh, that was serious, you know, and. Some guys can't do that. They're just, it's all funny and you can never take them seriously. Yeah. I don't remember the last one that he did. Pro- oh, Sonic. Yeah, probably I've seen Sonic. that like 500 times. <laughs> also, yeah. The Grinch during Christmas. Oh, That's yeah, a good duh, one. Classic all day. Have you ever seen The Truman Show? Yes, very strange. That show kind of creeped me out. Yeah, me too. Where it was Definitely. like all of a sudden I'm running over and looking behind bushes and stuff. <laughs> See, who's filming me? That why. Bruce Almighty. I had tears coming down my face laughing so hard at that one. Yeah, it was a good one. But there's some on his list that I've never seen. I might have to go and and watch some of these. Maybe they were just so horrible that I didn't even hear about them. Apparently, he was in Pocahontas. Was he really? Oh, yeah. It's on his list of movies. A voice of of some kind. Like the number 23. I don't remember watching that. I do remember that movie, and I think that was one of his more serious ones, but I don't believe I've watched it. Oh, what about Yes Man? Yeah, when he Yes Man. When can only say yes. Yep. That one's great. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. hope they come out with some gold-lettered scripts for him yeah, so he'll yeah. come back. You know, otherwise, I completely understand it. I mean, look, man, you've done, you've done a good job. We're rattling off movies that I would go home and watch right now. Yeah, now like he's going to be an artiste. Yeah, now he just wants to relax and do him. Good job. Alrighty then. Have you ever had to like call your kids in an emergency situation? Not really. You know, warn them about the weather, but that's about it. Like, like I mean, like, hey, the roads might be slick. You know, or there's a hailstorm coming. You better take cover. No, I don't nothing think like so. Not nothing comes to mind. Wow. There's a tornado headed towards us. Get down in the basement. No, grab like a pipe. Letter box. <laughs> nothing luck. like that. No. <laughs> well, this is crazy because there's a meteorologist that called his kids 
mid-broadcast. Here's, here's a recording of it. I'm tracking this so closely now. This is going to go right over my house. Can't you in there, buddy? Yeah. All right, hey, man, I want you to uh, get down in the, in the basement. We got a tornado warning. All right, so I want to make sure you and, you and Callie get downstairs as soon as you can, okay? Yeah, get down there right now. Get in, the, uh, get in that bedroom down there and just kind of wait for like 10, 15 minutes, okay? Do it now. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, so that was uh, just, you know, got to warn my kids because I know where my kids are doing right now. They're probably online gaming, and they're not seeing this. And that's how you put your kids first. (laughs) Like, you are live on the air, and you're like, there's a tornado over my house. Hold on, please. Grabs the cell phone. (laughs) That's awesome. It is awesome. Father of the year. And honestly, how how probably correct is he that his kids are online gaming? They're not even paying attention to the world. They have headphones on. They have no clue what's going on. All of a sudden, they're playing NBA 2K and the window blows off. They're like, whoa, (laughs) I can't quit now. I'm on fire, right? I don't know. It's like, man. What if his kids weren't at home? What if his kids yeah. were like out riding their bikes? Would he jump in the chopper live on the TV? We got to take this to my house. Yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> this would seems you like a dad that would do anything to save his kids. Well, I hope so. And most dads would. Moms also. But yeah. <laughs> There's a blizzard coming. He hops on like a snowmobile. And here we are in the middle of the blizzard on my way to save the children. Yeah, I got to get them home. Brandon, if you were in the middle of a concert and your manager goes in your earpiece mm-hmm. and says brandon there's a tornado headed right to your home then yeah and your would, kids are playing video games i'd be like well let's take a quick break here i gotta make a phone call in the middle of a song just like no stop i'd it. finish the song you would yeah. finish the song yeah over saving your children well i would hope that they have uh, enough warnings or somebody around them to be able to take that well i guess you can just hope yep you just hope somebody's watching over them we just talked about how My husband found a garden snake in the basement and brought it back up to show me for some reason in the bedroom. So I'm all freaked out about this. And then I come in here and see this story. This guy found a snake in his couch. Thank goodness he doesn't live in South Dakota. He lives in San Diego. He looked under his couch cushions the other day and found a seven-foot snake just hang it out in there. Wow. And he called the snake removal service. Did you know what? there's a snake removal service? Uh, I mean, maybe in San Diego. I can't imagine they get a lot of living here. There might be one here because of the rattlesnake thing, you know. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, he called the snake removal service to deal with it, and it was still in his couch when they got there. Listen to what the guy said. This guy calls me. He's pretty frantic. He's like, there's a snake in my couch. I literally lift the cushion and there this giant seven foot Vietnamese blue beauty rat snake is just coiled up right behind the cushion. You would be more lucky to find a Rolex sitting on the ground than you would a snake like this. So this rat snake, it's native to Vietnam. So this is obviously somebody's pet that got loose and it's not venomous. Thank goodness. (laughs) Can you imagine sitting on your couch? And there's a seven-foot snake in there? <laughs> You're like, I didn't know this couch had massage options. <laughs> yeah. It's just sitting there rumbling your bum. The snake capture guy was all excited about it because he's used to dealing with like the garden snake thing, like yeah. like me or rattlesnakes. But no, not like a, a Vietnam rat snake. Wow. Seven feet. That's crazy. That's a big snake. And it's, look it. 
when a snake's name gets to be that long, Vietnamese something, something, whatever, beauty rat snake, something, whatever he said, that's too long for me. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I don't know if you can't just say it in one name. That's not my kind of snake. You know? I looked up a picture. That thing looks mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. Why would somebody own a snake like that as a pet? And then obviously, if it's seven foot long, where do you keep it? Seven foot long snake in your that's couch. Huge. That's a foot taller than me. That, and how thick? What's the girth units on that thing? You know what I mean? Like, how <laughs> thick was that thing? If it's seven foot long, it's got to be what size of my arm? It could you know eat I mean? you. It could eat you. Well, parts of me. Yeah, it'd probably start with my hand. If my husband were to have found a seven foot snake and then brought it into the bedroom to show me. <laughs> man, that's a man. I would move. I would move out and get a divorce. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of snakes. Man, I'll be neither am I. Walking in my backyard and see like a little tiny snake. Like I've almost stepped on them a couple times. Mm-hmm. We've got them pretty bad. They live under the deck sometimes, and my husband just thinks they're so cool. My son yeah. loves them, but I'm not a big fan. Anyways, nope. the other night we're laying in bed, and he went downstairs to do something. Went goes into the laundry room, comes back up the stairs, holding a garden snake. <laughs> yeah, like holding the snake. Over the bed, like, look what I found downstairs. Is it alive? And I and I looked, yeah, it was alive. Nice. But I was like, is this like a toy snake of Michael's? Like, I mean, what is this? That was a real flipping snake. Yeah. That he was holding over our bed <laughs> that he could have dropped at any second. I would have. And I'm like, Douglas, what are you doing? <laughs> you know I don't like snakes. Why would I even want to see that? Why wouldn't you just let it go outside without telling me? Because now I'm going to be up all night worrying about snakes crawling on me. Yeah. <laughs> How did that snake get in my house? Yeah. Well, hey. How do you think it got in the house? Crawled. Um, Where? <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Maybe it was a, a little baby snake that just hatched and it grew up. It, it's been living off of the bugs in the basement and now it got too big to hide, you know, and it got caught. Could it have come up through the drain in the laundry room? Possibly. I doubt it. I don't know. You doubt it. I doubt it, because how would it have gotten in the drain? I You'd have to have know. a hole in your drain somewhere, right? That I, gotta, I don't know where don't the know. drain goes outside. It goes off into a never-never land where snakes live and come up into your drain pipe. No, I don't know. But yeah, it goes into the sewer system. But it's hard to say how snakes get in. There's a, a lot of different ways. So who knows? Oh, my God, that slithery little sucker. Yeah. Snuck into my house, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how. It's going to... I mean, it's not even hot, hot yet. I bet you don't have any mice in your house, though. Huh? See? That snake. That snake is no longer in my house. Eating insects, you know. I, w- I just couldn't believe that he brought it all the way back upstairs. He could have dropped it at any moment, and it could have slithered off into some crevice in the home i mean it could have came in in the fall looking for a place to you know because they dormant or whatever they come in in the wintertime and they hibernate or whatever they do so maybe it's been just hiding underneath your dryer the whole time you know nobody even knows and then all of a sudden you know you go like oh what is this a sock nope it's a snake (laughs) well i'm not a fan and i'm not a fan that he brought it upstairs to show me because he knows i don't like him i think he did it just to you know get a rise out of me I mean, like, I'm not a fan of snakes either. Say, for instance, if I was 
in this similar situation and I went down in the lounge room and I'm not expecting to see a snake, right? Because I'm inside and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would freak out because there's a snake. Would I be like, ah, and run out of the house? No, it'd scare me, but then I could grab the snake and take it outside. It's I no big deal. I would never grab it. But I would definitely show the wife before I took it outside. That is your manly duties. You need to go wave, you kill an insect or a bug or something, you go show, you wave it up front of your wife, oh my gosh, you know. Why? Even, That's like men when they smell something gross. They're like, yeah. come over here, man, and smell this. Yeah. Why? No. No, thank you. Okay, so back in February, Coca-Cola released a new soda called Starlight. Mm. It's supposed to taste like outer space. Hmm. And now they've got another one. It's supposed to taste like pixels. <laughs> okay. It's called Coca-Cola Bite, B-Y-T-E. And it's available through their website starting May 2nd. But I so happen to have two cans of it yeah. right here for you and I. They sent it right to us. They did. Here you go, Roadhouse. Give it a sample. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, you said pixels, right? Not pickles. Because pickles, pickles pickled yeah. Coke would taste kind of weird. Oh, I would like it. I love anything pickled. I like pickles, but in your Coke? Weird. No. You know, in your beer? Yeah. <laughs> this is pixels. P-I-X-E-L-S. Pixels. Hmm. So what do you imagine a pixel would taste like? Uh, chunky electronic. I don't know. Burnt, burnt plastic. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> burnt plastic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's give it a shot. What do you say? Okay. Ready? Yep. That's mm. uh, fizzy. Good body. No, <laughs> you know, like how you sample <laughs> yeah, okay, wine. Okay, so you know? what does it smell like to you? Oh, this is a good year for sure. Oh, it smells like a fizzy soda to me. Yeah, it just smells like Coke nose. so far. Yep. Yep. All right. Ready? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm kind of scared. I'm not too scared. It's okay, cool, whatever. It can't be that bad. Mm. Yeah, it's a little sweet for me. It's a little sweet for me. I could see maybe people might like it. But it's almost like they poured Surge into Coca-Cola. That's what it kind of tastes like to me. I think it tastes like burnt hair. Jeez, not that bad, but yeah, burnt hair. I am not drinking the rest of that. No, no. I don't think it tastes bad. It's just, I don't want to drink the rest of it. It's a lot. This tastes like a lot of sugar to me. If you were to like clip your fingernails and then burn them, Jeez. that's what that tastes like. <laughs> your taste buds must be jacked up. Yeah. It's not that bad, but it's not great. But yeah, no, I'll stick with the regular old water, if that's all right. Yeah, or or co- Coke water is with fine. lemon. Yeah. That's... You know what's really bad? Diet Coke. That's what I don't like. What is up with that? I don't know. But yeah. All of it's nasty. Yep. Unless it has Jack Daniels in it. Yeah. You know what? That's actually what would go really well with this. Uh, Let's get into Houston's office and spike our Cokes. Uh, you can have mine. <laughs> our Coke Pixel. But if you'd like to try it May 2nd, and it's only available through their website. But is it worth it? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe try your taste buds on it. It's called Coke. Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for our very, very special guest in Studio 4B, D-Ray Knight. Hello, kids. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I am fine. Thank you very much for asking. As always, I appreciate your concern. I truly, sincerely do. Today's Dummy of the Day comes from my old stomping grounds. All right. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, that explains nice. it. Was it nice there? Yeah, it's very nice, actually. I used to have an apartment right like a block off the beach. It was oh. great. Yeah. Except when a hurricane hit. Then it wasn't that much not fun. Not all that fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. no, wow, no. Cool story. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Ames. <laughs> well, 
guess we better get back I on guess, task. I guess so. I guess she told us, huh? Sorry Brandon. for small talk. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about bit, trying to be interesting. So this guy um, was bitten by his pet viper. Oh. Yes. He was bitten by a pet viper, one of the deadliest snakes in the world. It's an African pit viper. Okay. Ooh. So they rushed him to the hospital in Richmond, Virginia, okay, which is about an hour and a half away, and they gave him some anti-venom. Well, they didn't have enough anti-venom. Oops. So they had to find more, okay? Can't you just suck it out? No, 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 you can't do that. Not even if they buy you dinner first, Ames. No, <laughs> this ain't the Boy Scouts. They can't do that. That's that's only that's only in 1950s Tarzan movies where they cut it and then yeah. suck the venom out, right? Now, so they needed. They got all the stuff. The anti venom they had in Richmond was from the Smithsonian in Washington D.C., which is about two and a half, three hours away. So this guy's in Richmond, and they discover that back where he was before Virginia Beach, they had more anti venom. And like some aquarium. So they had to rush back, get more anti-venom for him. Okay? Wow. So they finally did. They got him all this anti-venom. 35 doses. Ow. They had at this Virginia Aquatic Museum just for these purposes. Now, my question is, if you have a pit... First of all, who keeps dangerous African pit vipers as a pet? Yeah, not I mean, me. I understand snakes. I have friends of mine who have snakes. I, you know, and snakes. Actually, a buddy of mine said it really cool. He said, "You know what? If these were furry, people, everyone would have them because yeah. they're kind of affectionate because they're going for the warmth of you because they're cold blooded, yeah. right? So they like wrap around you. Like it seriously. I don't yeah. understand you right now. Why? Because I mean, snakes are I mean, disgusting. I get what you're saying. If you're comfortable with the fact that it's a snake and it, it cuddles with you, it wraps around your arm. Exactly. Yeah. It'll cuddle your, your arm. It'll cuddle your neck. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. As long as it doesn't cuddle too much. As long okay. as I guess I guess you could say that a boa constrictor is just too needy. That's yeah. the problem, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, so but secondly, more importantly, if you had such a snake, an African pit viper, one of the top five most dangerous snakes in the world, wouldn't you have some anti venom around the house? Yeah. You know, just kind of sit there right next to the Band-Aids and the cotton swabs and the medicine cabinets. You would think, I mean, like, if you've got a high alert allergy to something, like, you know, you keep an EpiPen around because you're like, I've got a really bad peanut allergy, but my kids love peanut butter sandwiches, so I keep an EpiPen in case I get a little too close. You know, hey, I have a poisonous snake, so I'm going to keep me some venom. He had too much trust in this snake. Yeah, well, hey, don't never trust a snake, right? Here's something that Brandon and I have been talking about for quite some time. The size of the meals on the TV are not the same size that you receive when Mm -hmm. you go to these fast food places and get the food. It's way off. Like, it is not to scale. The portions get smaller and the prices get higher. Hmm. I'm not okay with it. And the calories. Yeah. If you look at the calories on the menu, sometimes I, I, I go to order through apps and I oh, yeah. they have the calories on there. That's the dumbest thing they could do well, because I'm like, I don't want it now. That the, like totally yep. turned me off. And that's the reason they do it. But yeah, I mean, because they're trying to get you to eat healthier. That's kind of like putting warning labels on a pack of cigarettes. But you they, know? It's like, they didn't get my money. Yeah, well. Because I didn't end up ordering anything. I think they have to, though. They're trying to make you healthier. But that's the other thing that confuses me, too, is why are there more calories yet it's a smaller burger? What's going on here? Well, maybe this will fix them because we've been complaining about this for a long time. Now somebody has stepped up and started a class action lawsuit against Burger King. Wow. 
They filed a class action lawsuit against them, claiming they intentionally make their Whoppers 35% bigger in their advertising compared to reality. And they have specifics. They claim Burger King started to materially overstate the size of their burgers and ads beginning in September of 2017. That's pretty precise. They're even saying the amount of beef or ingredients has never changed. It's always been small in reality. And it's the Whopper. They're saying the Impossible Burger, the Big King, the Bacon Double Cheeseburger, and many others. Wow. I don't think it's just Burger King, though. I mean, like, I agree with them, but I don't know if I ever would have dug into it that deep. That's impressive. They're saying that they have been deceived. I quote, deceived. Oh, yeah. They're they're demanding that Burger King make their ads more realistic. Like, what's that going to look like? You're going to be like, oh, I don't want that. Or how about make their burgers bigger? Can we just do that? I mean, if I go to Burger King, I'm not like, geez, I better wash my portion portion controls. You know? No, I'm like, get me a freaking big Whopper. That's what I want. (laughs) Put some jalapenos. Put some everything on it. And put the fries on it, too. Screw it. Let's go. Yeah. You know? I'm not like, oh, I hope the burger's not too big. Well, we're finally taking a stand. As America. We're over it. It's not in our country. Have you been deceived by a fast food advertisement? Did this deception cause you undue pain and suffering? Then you need a lawyer who's the value meal of personal injury jurisprudence. Bernie Frivolous, attorney at law. I am a YouTube food blogger who has hundreds of followers. I recently went to Burger King and noticed that the Whopper I received looked nothing like the one in their TV ads. This is a crime against humanity. I want money. Sounds like a flame-broiled, frivolous lawsuit. Not only are we going to get you significant financial compensation for this terrible hardship, But we're also going to demand the truth and that the food in the ads henceforth be made by the same couldn't give less of a crap 16-year-olds who work in their burger joints. Call the Frivolous Law Firm today. I'm Bernie Frivolous. Let's sue someone together. Oh, we should also probably do something about that creepy plastic-headed king guy. Can you say restraining order? Normally for Lent... People give up things. You know, they'll give up sugar. Mm-hmm. They will, you know, maybe choose a healthy way to eat. Right. Fasting, yeah. things like that. There's a gentleman that instead of eliminating beer during Lent, that's all that's in his diet. What? He's on what? a beer diet the whole Nothing 40 else. days. Yeah. Just beer. Just beer. Oh, that's it. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Can you imagine the liver? How does that work for going to work? Like, you wake up, you're kind of hungry, you slam a beer. I guess. Liquid pork chops, they call it. <laughs> just drunk this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, if you pace it off, you just don't drink anything. You Only beer, no water? He's got to have water. Right? Possibly. I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's actually lost 25 pounds so far doing this. Naturally. Maybe we need to add this into our health adventure. So far, hasn't been working for me. Would they allow us in the gym if we were drunk? Probably I mean, not. I mean, depends. How would we get there? How drunk? Yeah. We'd how have drunk? to call a lift. <laughs> get, get a ride. Take the home slice limo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do we... This isn't the first time this guy's done it. He's done this four years in a row. All beer diet for Lent. He's got a week left, and he's doing it for charity, though. Ohio Beer Fasting Man has now been my moniker for four years. I'm kind of cultivating the craft beer diet. You can... 
you know, use beer in a, in a very healthy way and not vilify it as this, you know, this evil alcohol. I can't believe he's lost weight doing this. Doesn't beer have a lot of calories? Well, sure, but if you're not consuming anything else, no food, no nothing, all you're doing is drinking beer, and he's probably not, you know, drunk all the time. He's just only drinking. How could you not be drunk? Uh, if, if you Okay, if you only have like six beers a day and you pace them out throughout the day, you know, you're not drunk. I mean, I can have six beers and go do the wobble. I wonder what kind of factory reset he does on his body when all he does is drink, you know, one thing. In his case, it's beer. But if you were to stop and only drink Kool-Aid for for Lint or only, you know, no food, no nothing, but your body only consumes this one thing all whatever Lint long, however long that is, then it's like 40 days, 40 days, not then, including Sundays, but your body has to like, then it. It has to regenerate. You know, it has to start eating its own calories, its own proteins, its own whatever, right? So yeah. he says when he cra- when he craves something sweet, he'll drink like a like a pastry stout. If he wants something fruity, he'll drink something with raspberries in it. See that that does not sound satisfying. No, to me, me neither. I mean, I love beer as much as the next guy, but only only I can get beard out. You know. And I have to like drink things like Bush Light. <laughs> so far, he's raised five thousand dollars doing this. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, the big finale for him will be a brewery walk on April twenty fourth, and many of the local breweries are taking part in it. And he's hoping the event will raise twenty five thousand dollars for the Ken Anderson Alliance. Wow! And also to send him to to get some help. Well, a lot of people call that a pub crawl. It's Roadhouse Mailbag time. Are you ready for today's question? I am. It's been an unsolved mystery for years and years and years and years and years and years. Hello. I have a question. I would like to get my wife to decide what to eat for dinner, and it's impossible. Help me out. See, I don't have the answer for this, but I did read something recently. I can't remember where it was, but... The husband posted somewhere on social media, he gives his wife three options. And one of the options is always her favorite place to eat, Mm. like her ultimate favorite. And she always chooses that. And I think that's kind of like an unselfish thing for him to do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of cute. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I I might try that. In all my relationships, a couple of the girls that I've been with weren't too picky. You know, so it was more like, what style are you into? What do you, do you want to eat Mexican? Do you want to go, you know, are we eating Chinese food? What do we, steaks, burgers, what, you know? And then at least you kind of know where you're headed, you know, like, okay. Sometimes like my now wife, I know she loves Red Lobster. So if I throw that out there, hey, you want to go Red Lobster, the Outback, or you want to go like to Texas Roadhouse? You know what I mean? It's something like that. Then she's like, let's go Red Lobster. But so I agree with that. Some women aren't like that, though. One of the gals in my life is like solving a puzzle. And if you're eating at home, it's just whatever the wife feels like cooking or yeah. whatever the husband feels like cooking. Yeah, or the you wife really feels get a like choice. cooking. If you don't like it, eat a bowl of cereal. Maybe some of our listeners have some better ideas. So we'll take some callers. If you don't want to talk to us, you can leave us a voicemail, 605-389-3456. Open mic us or give us a call. Okay, we're in the middle of solving world problems today in the mailbag yeah this has been a problem that's been around for centuries yep okay let's just replay the voicemail that we received okay hello 
I have a question. I would like to get my wife to decide what to eat for dinner, and it's impossible. Help me out. Seriously, I don't even have the answer to this. Well, it's difficult. When I'm cooking dinner, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And if you don't want it, you don't need it. You can get, get whatever you want. Or if it's choosing to go out to dinner, it's what I want. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, and it's it's it, that's a lot of relationships are that way. You go off of what the female wants. But sometimes that's also the problem is if a girl's like, I'm not sure what I'm in the mood for. How do you get past that? Amy and Brandon, so I just had to let you guys know I finally figured out how to get my boyfriend to pick where we're going to eat. I'll just start talking about very specific food items at places. So like, oh, you know, have you ever had the uh, soup, the beer cheese soup at Murphy's? It's really, really good. Oh, yeah. And, and hey, do you remember that burrito we had at such and such? And then something will trigger and he'll go, oh, you, yeah, let's go there. You remember that? That's pretty clever. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you get the man thinking about the food, and then all of a sudden he's like, hmm, yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Do you think that would work on a woman? You want to try that one on your wife? I might. I might have to. My wife's pretty pretty okay with going with the flow, though, so I'm pretty fortunate. I mean, sometimes she'll be like, no, I am absolutely not going to said place, whatever. (laughs) I'm not in the mood for Chinese food. Like sometimes that's, or buffets. She don't do buffets. So we got to really fool her to get her into a buffet. We don't go out to dinner very often. So I'm happy just going out to dinner anywhere, really. We got to eat a lot. Usually because sometimes with kids sports, you're like, okay, we have an hour. Let's go grab some food really quick. Like what's our best option on the way? But, you know, we have a lot of good places here to eat. What about at home? When we need to figure out what we want for dinner, I will say, okay, I've got this. These are the four options. And then I tell him, like, pick from there. If he doesn't get it, I'm like, okay, I narrowed it down from so many. You can pick from four. And then he's like, okay, fair. And then he picks one. See, those are nice wives that do things like that. Yeah. I just make it. My wife does. I mean, she'll say it by the by the meat. Hey, we've got chicken. What kind of what chicken do you want? Hey, we got steak. What do you want with the steak? You know, these are your options. She's good about that. This isn't a restaurant at my house. Well, I mean, and sometimes the wife will say, "Hey, look, this is what I'm making. I'm making chicken stir fry tonight because that's the ingredients I put out." And it's (laughs) like I like chicken stir fry. I like what Justin put on our Facebook. He says he just lists ingredients, and then they both decide what they want to make together. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty neat to, uh, they must both be cooks. Because you could throw out ingredients to me. Hey, I've got these things. Yeah. What should I cook? I'll be <laughs> like, uh, food? Did you know there's an app and you can put what you have in your refrigerator and cupboards in there mm-hmm. and it comes up with recipes for you? Now that's really neat. I did not know that was, that's cool. Yeah, thing. I heard somebody talking about it. I don't know what it's called, but it's well. out there. Well, that's cool. I'm going to have to look into that. that. Or even if you had an app that did that same thing, because it'll give you the options. Then you just got to pick. Yeah. Or there's probably an app to tell you where to eat, too. There's an app for everything. There is. Apps solve problems. That's what and they do. could solve marriage problems, too. <laughs> Brandon, I think we're getting good at this problem-solving thing. Yeah. If there was a problem, yo, we'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ resolves it. Wow, I love that. It's, you know, vanilla ice. If you have a problem you'd like us to solve, you can leave us a voicemail at 
389-3456 or just grab that app and open mic us if you'd like to be anonymous. Yesterday was, you know, National Beer Day. Yeah. And so I was watching a video online of these people playing beer pong. Do you ever play beer pong? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had some beer beer pong days in my time. We used to have parties at the house all the time. We haven't in a while, but every year, say, we'd have the New Year's Eve party at our house. And all of our friends, there'd be 30, 40 plus people there. And we're doing beer pong like it's going out of style. Sometimes we even have two different tables going. Yeah. And I didn't have like a beer pong table. So they were four by eight sheets of plywood set up on sawhorses <laughs> and screwed down because, you know, the first year they fell over and everything. Tipped. Anyway, but one year we were playing <laughs> and we all got so sick from the booze. And the fact that we were drinking, this pong ball was bouncing all over, and somebody must have been sick. And it's just, you know, essentially we're all drinking out of the same cups. And nobody, we don't, they're all Dixie cups. There's only so many. And so we were like, we got to change this up because we were sick. And uh, I think the next year we just filled them with water instead of drinking out of the cups, you know. But it's it, it got pretty gnarly. Have you ever noticed how disgusting beer pong is? Well, I, that's when we caught on. It is gross, yeah. Because you play beer pong like in a garage or in somebody's <laughs> disgusting house where there's like, like a basement dirty somewhere. diapers laying around, <laughs> balls are flying everywhere, and you just dip it in this water. <laughs> Don't and you, worry. It's like, oh, the water's going to get it clean. Yeah, that is. Uh, you uh, keep playing with it, and sometimes people put them in their mouth and spit them out. Oh, yeah, so yeah they're joking. Once you get drunk, I mean, anything is like... Oh, hold on. Oh, Let me go funny. to the bathroom. They me, don't wash their hands. No. Pick up the beer pong ball, and you're putting it in that beer and drinking yeah. it. Yeah. And that's how we all got sick. Yes, that is exactly it. That's it. <laughs> the ball lands where your dog had an accident the day before. Mm-hmm. Nobody even knows, but now everybody's eating it. Still fun, though. I'd, I'd still play beer pong. We were previously talking about beer pong because yesterday was National Beer Day and watching videos of people playing beer pong and how gross it was. Yeah. Why is it named beer? Because of a beer nut, right? I don't really know, but it gives me dance moves I didn't know I have. (laughs) We were thinking of other names that we could call it. Yeah. And that's how we came up with today's Roadhouse Five. The Roadhouse Five. Roadhouse Five, top five better names for beer than beer. Number five, Liquid Jesus. <laughs> Number four, Man Cave Milk. Number three, Mel Gibson's Breakfast. Number two, Uncle Dale's Trump Trigger. <laughs> and finally, top five better names for beer than beer. Number one, The Reason You're Now Divorced. The Roadhouse. Five. Well, it's been quite the adventure at Monument Health Sports Performance Institute, powered by Exos. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. I love it. I'm addicted. I'm starting to find friends in the community as well, mm-hmm. because like we're having our Exos group. And like uh, uh, the other night, we were eating out at Wings and Rings, and one of the gals from our Exos class that we see all the time was like, "Hey, you're in my Exos class," and I was <laughs> like, "No, you're in my Exos class." And so, yeah, it was a lot of, it's cool. I'm building uh, Exo's community. And she's fit as a fiddle. She is, too. She's a, hello. I want to be doing? fit as a fiddle, too. I don't know how old she is. She's probably my age, but dang. Are you up, dropping girl? weight? Because you're a guy, but you've dropped like 20 pounds already. I don't know, actually. To be 100% honest, I feel like I might be 8 or 10 pounds down, but I'm not sure. I really don't know. I'm feeling some some muscle in my arms. Yeah, I'm... What I've noticed so far is the mobility and the balance, the co- the confidence in my walk 
and like running up and down the stairs, things like that, jumping out of bed, <laughs> things I haven't done in a while. You know, and now I'm like, hey, 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 capturing a little bit. Of my, and we're all, what, week and a half, two weeks into this thing? Two weeks probably? My son wanted these chips yesterday, the, you know, the little <laughs> snack-sized chips? Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was opening the chips, and I could feel it in my abs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, that's uh that's pretty sore. Yeah, and a couple of listeners are joining us. Yep. So they that's are. exciting. I'm super excited. And one of the listeners that decided to try out the gym gave us a little testimonial. Here it is. So I did my first class at the monument last night. I did the adult exos class and I'm a little sore today, but not terrible. I actually was really impressed with Scott, the coach that ran the class. He was very helpful and talked me through everything and made sure I didn't overdo anything. And everybody else in the class was very friendly, and I was really impressed with the small class size. First of all, I can hear our music playing in the background. Oh, so yeah. Good job. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Talk about getting motivated to go to the gym. That'll do right. Yeah, see? Face your fears. Get in there, and you'll love it. Brandon, have you been seeing any other results besides the way you feel? I mean, not necessarily. I don't think I've lost weight. I don't think my clothes fit differently. I think my body is at the beginning of possibly that happening. I just know I feel better. Like, I, uh, energy-wise, health-wise, like, m- as far as moving through the world goes, I feel better. Yeah, my clothes are still fitting the same, unfortunately. But <laughs> I need to learn how to do this slowly. I did notice that I'm not out as out of breath as much coming up the stairs to work right. every morning. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Normally so I come in, I'm like, <gasps> give me some oxygen, you know? But yeah. now it's like it, it goes away faster. I don't have to sit down and wipe my brow. <laughs> but we're going to be giving away two-week passes. We already gave them away this week, but we'll be doing that again next week so you can have your chance to come work out with us or possibly try out a cycling class or yoga or just join us on the Exos floor. It's the Monument Health Sports Performance Institute powered by Exos. It's time for our Tuesday Teacher Spotlight. Today's teacher is coming out of Yuma, Arizona. Her name is Judith Tunsing, and she was so impressed by her student back in 1997. She wrote, invite me to your Harvard graduation on the girls' report card. The student's name, Kristen Gilmer, and over 20 years later, she shows up to surprise the teacher in her class with flowers and an invitation to her graduation from Harvard. She received that note back in the sixth grade. That's so cool. I know. Here's a recording of the graduation. It's been a joy to have you in class. Keep up the good work. Invite me to your Harvard graduation. Guess what? That student's here among you, the class of 2018. With her Doctor of Public Health degree, it is a special privilege also for me to welcome Mrs. Tunson here today to watch you cross the stage. Kristen Eileen Gilmer. Over 20 years later, here they are. That's so cool. I mean, to think that the teachers are always amazing, but had that kind of fortitude and to know, like, hey, look, you're going places. So probably jokingly said, let me know. Who knows that she was going to go to Harvard? But it's like when you graduate, you know, send me an invitation. And it's worked out. And she showed up. That child remembered that 
her entire journey through yep. education. That teacher's comment on that report card stuck with her, and she turned it into a goal in her life. Yeah. She powered through because of that teacher connecting with her or touching her life in such a way that she was like, all right, deal. I'll see you at my Harvard graduation. This just goes to show how important you are. If there's any teachers listening right now, every word you say is soaked up in a child's brain and they take it with them forever. I remember things that my teachers have have told me as a child and I always will take it to my grave. Yep. Thank you to all the teachers out there. If you have a, a teacher spotlight you'd like to send it to us, you can send it to our voicemail line, 605-389-3456, or you can email it to brandon at theroadhouseam.com or text it to us. Either way. It's a feel-good moment. Today's feel-good moment comes from Jason's mom. She said she received a letter from her 8-year-old son's teacher, He has ASD and ADHD. Two years ago, he was suspended because he couldn't regulate his behavior. He's now in a new school and a special ed program. The letter says, I wanted to share how proud we are of Jason and the act of kindness he's displayed today towards a peer. Today in music class, a classmate was crying in a corner of the room, and Jason asked me if he could go see what was wrong with her. I told him, yes, go for it and let me know how I can help. After a few minutes, he came back and told me that she was crying because she lost her retainer and her parents were going to be mad at her. He offered to go help her look for it, but she was very upset. He also asked me to show him a picture of one so he can recognize it in case he saw it. His kindness went further than checking on her. He asked how much they were and I told him they were expensive. They can run anywhere between $200 to $400. To which he responded, oh man, if I hadn't spent my money, I would have enough to buy her one so her parents are not mad. He is a pleasure to have and I wanted you to know that this is not just today, but he displays a caring and kind attitude to his peers around him and wants to help every time he can. Way to go, Jason. Sometimes it takes an eight-year-old child to remind us all to show a little kindness. And with that, our hearts do melt. It's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.